0: This is Kat Roberts, Lieutenant Elizabeth Palmer on Star Trek Continues, and you are listening to the Trek Geeks podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson.
1: Welcome back to the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast. Here we are in episode seven. It's hard to believe. Uh, I'm your co-host. Seven. Excuse me?
0: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was just a little dancing with the stars was coming through.
1: Do you want to say it again? So, so it's Seven? Seven! <laughs> you figure that? that's how Chakotay runs through the house? Seven! Seven! Oh,
0: very nice reference. I like that, Bill.
1: Bring it's me right my in. medicine pack! <laughs>
0: where would we be without bill smith on the trek geeks podcast folks
1: that's true i am bill smith your co-host and with me as he is every episode is the man the myth the former montgomery ward underwear model dan davidson buddy how are you i am doing good what do you mean former you know that company went out of business right the guy who's talking you into that is probably a criminal
0: (laughs) well all right i'll take that uh i'll take that under advisement the next time he calls Thanks, Bill. You probably <laughs> saved a life today. Anyway.
1: <laughs>
0: no, it's it's uh, amazing that we're on episode seven. It's been great. It's been it's been and nothing like we have expected. We've talked uh, off mic about how amazing it's been.
1: You know, I'm. Uh, we've not only been stunned by the response from listeners, which we genuinely appreciate, but also by you know people involved with Star Trek on some level. Um, Their response has been fantastic, too. And um, I think it's safe to say we've got some good stuff coming in the future weeks, wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, man, we've got unbelievable things lined up. And I never would have expected the response that we've gotten from the people that we've reached out to. Uh, I'm very new to this. Uh, you've done it a little longer than I have, but um, reaching out to the people that are involved in all facets of the Star Trek shows, from the original series up through Star Trek Continues and Axanar, the response that we've got when we've reached out to these people has been fantastic, and what we've got lined up in the coming weeks and months, uh, you're going to love it. Everybody's going to love it, and uh, we hope you uh, tune in every week um, to see what special things we have in store.
1: Yeah, we would love to let the cat out of the bag and give you guys a a preview of what's coming and give you some some definite names of people who are going to uh, get geeky with us on the podcast. Um, but no, 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 no. no, no, no. Just uh, please, please trust us when we say, you know, stay with us, you know, subscribe to the podcast and iTunes or Stitcher or, or download it locally. Um, we hope you'll, you'll stay with us for the ride because we think it's going to be a great time. I uh, think
0: uh, one thing that we should talk about though, Bill. Yes. is. You know, all of this response has been great, but let's talk about what we got today because we got some awesome stuff today. What did we get? Well, I'll tell you what. We've talked to the beautiful Michelle Specht. We've talked to the lovely Kat Roberts. We've talked to Larry Nemechek. No offense, Larry, but you're a guy, so I'm not going to call you lovely. (laughs) But today, (laughs) (laughs) we have Todd Habercorn on. Uh, for everyone to listen to. And for those who don't know, Todd plays Mr. Spock on Star Trek Continues and does an absolutely perfect job at Spock. He has taken Spock from Leonard and given it his own, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Spin. I don't know if spins the right word, but he's made it his own character and he does a great job at it.
1: He really does. It's, it's his own unique interpretation of Spock, but it's still true to the original. And I think that's what I respect about it the most. Plus, after talking with Todd, he is just such a fantastically nice guy. And I know I use the word fantastic a lot, but he he could not have been any nicer. Um, it was a joy to speak with him. And I, I think that we had a lot of fun talking to him. Wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, we had a blast. Um, he's hilarious, for one thing. Um and i I believe some of that comes through on the on the interview that we 're going to be uh, playing for you, but when we were off mic or or off recording, oh man he was just he was great um, uh, very funny and and as you'll as you 'll hear everybody on that cast seems to have so much fun doing the show um, and it comes through with interviews they 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 sound like they 're excited about doing it so uh Sit back and enjoy the ride because I think we're gonna. Uh, I think you're gonna have a great time listening to uh, the one and only Todd, ha- Todd Haberkorn. Well,
1: and this is um, the last of a set of interviews from Star Trek Continues. We had access to a bunch of folks from the production, and we did them as a block, and so we figured we'd present them to you as a block. But for now, please enjoy episode seven with Todd Habercorn from Star Trek Continues.
0: Greetings, Earthers. In reviewing the history of your planet, it was intriguing to see the development of the character known as Spock over the past 48.374 years. While the original actor Leonard Nimoy helped to define and make the character a reality, we have been pleased to see additional actors pick up where Mr. Nimoy left off. During a recent stealth visit to your planet, our team of observers found the contributions of today's Trek Geeks podcast guest to be adequate in holding up the principles and core of what the Spock character is all about in the highly acclaimed series Star Trek Continues. Okay, enough of that, people. In non-Vulcan terms, that means that our guest today is kicking ass as mr spock uh he's a well-known and established voice actor with credits in dozens of anime series as well as a multitude of video games and we here at the trek geeks podcast know him for the amazing job he has done as mr spock on star trek continues we are thrilled and excited to welcome mr todd haberkorn todd thank you so much for coming on the show today
2: Oh it's a pleasure. thank you for having me i I appreciate it i uh, when you reached out to contact me I, I was thrilled and, and had to make it happen oh it's great we've had um we've had such
0: success with so many people involved on the show. We've talked to michelle we've talked to larry uh, we talked to cat uh in previous podcasts and to have the first officer is uh uh is really something and and uh, we're glad that you could find the time to come on for a little while. And uh, while I
2: am, I'm excited about, yeah. Oh, no, go right ahead. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm, uh, this is, this is fun prep for, as we get closer to the uh, fourth episode premiere. So this
0: is good. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I want to bring on uh, my co-host, Bill Smith. Um, He and I have been talking over the past several days about uh, all the different kinds of questions that we wanted to ask you and, and, and find out what kind of secrets we'd be able to, to get from you from, episode four which we know will be none but that's okay so uh welcome to the show
1: uh bill oh thank you dan it's great to be here
0: (laughs) we always do like to have a good time on the show uh uh um todd as as we were telling cat yesterday it's kind of like listening to two brothers just fight all the time so you'll we'll forgive we'll apologize for that up front
2: (laughs) (laughs) how long have you guys uh been palling around together
0: Oh, we've been friends for about 20 years, uh, and there was a long amount of time where we actually um, did not – we didn't see each other for a good 10 or 12 years, but we yeah. stayed uh, in touch uh, through social media and email and stuff. And, and Bill came up with the idea of doing the podcast. We started it about a month and a half or so ago, and it's been going like gangbusters.
2: Awesome. Congratulations.
0: Thank you very much. Um, first question I'm going to ask you today is probably one that you have had to deal with hearing uh, and responding to a lot over the past week and a half. Uh, and that, of course, is the passing of uh, Leonard Nimoy. Um, wanted to get your thoughts uh, about that and um, how would you hear the news and, and um, your thoughts on that whole unfortunate event?
2: <clears throat> you know, for me, I, I was actually uh, – I was doing an event in Ireland at the time and so uh i i was out and about and, and sightseeing and such and i started getting all these texts uh texts about it uh from friends letting me know and they were giving their uh condolences and such uh it was very interesting that that happened because um you know i'm a, a fan of leonard's uh just like everyone else and um That was obviously a a huge loss, uh, not only just for, um, not just because he was Spock, but also because it felt like he'd been in our consciousness for so many decades that we all felt like we knew him intimately. And we knew him uh, because we'd watched him grow from uh, a man to an older man to a grandpa and 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 so we we were i I feel like we were all right there with him and so when he uh when he died it was kind of like um when Robin Williams died it uh yeah. it, it was a very it actually like you, you get taken aback a bit <clears throat> and you realize that wow they're not going to that that's it we're in, they're, they're not no more contributions from them that 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 is it and so hopefully uh what that um what that lends itself to is, uh, being, uh, inspirational to other people in a sense that, uh, they want to carry on the good that they, that that those people did, um, such as Leonard and Robin. And and if it's Robin to try to make the world laugh, or if it's Leonard, it's try to, um, you know, continue through the various things that he did, like photography and, uh, being philanthropic and such. And, and, of course, that's, again, not even touching on, on his contributions to the sci-fi world. But uh, it was a sad day for sure. And uh, obviously he will be missed. And uh, there truly is not another person like him in the galaxy.
1: That is so true. Um, Todd, how did you get involved with Star Trek Continues? I mean, we know that, that Vic has kind of had this grand plan, like, ever since he was a kid and shooting his own home movies. <laughs> But yeah. um, how how did you initially get approached to play Spock, and did you have any trepidation stepping into that, you know, sort of pop culture iconic role?
2: Well, I knew that if he was going to be involved with something and doing something like this, especially a franchise that he knows so well, having worked with Vic for because I've known Vic for a long time, and everything he does is of a very high quality, everything that he produces himself. And so I knew it was going to be something spectacular just by what he was describing and things he was going to do. And I knew that I had to be involved with it. Um, I wanted to be Spock because I originally, actually, he was working with some other executive producers at the very beginning, and they wanted me to be Sulu. And I said, I told Vic that uh, that really wasn't, an avenue I wanted to go down because in a way it's I didn't want it to it's kind of expected it's like well Todd you're Asian so why don't you be I'm like no I don't want to do that like I want and I want a challenge I want an acting I want to be challenged as an actor and so I said I'll do it if I can go for Spock and so Vic was on board And, uh, obviously they needed to see an audition. So what we did was he sent sides from actual episodes of the original series. And so instead of normally when you do an on-camera audition on tape, you, you know, you're, you're on a blank wall and you have someone reading off screen and, and you're, uh, you're doing your lines. Well, I said, well, let's, let's do something different. And so we shot I got into the makeup um and b- in comparison, it was not great makeup, but I got the <laughs> ears on, I got a costume on, and we shot it on green screen and so then i I was inserted into the original episode that those scenes came from and so when it's when Shatner's talking and then it cuts to Spock, it's me in the episode. Oh, that's wow. pretty cool. <laughs> so we did that for for the the auditions and and uh, he liked it and and uh, had me bored. As far as uh, feeling trepidation and such, I I didn't because I feel like if I were going to copy Leonard and and do an impersonation of him, yes, there would be reason for being uh, a little scared because then you're just because then you'd have to be absolutely bang on perfect, and then I would worry about that. But what I've often said is that I, I'm not doing an impression of him. I'm. I'm not playing Leonard playing Spock. I'm I'm me playing Spock. Me interpreting what it means to be half Vulcan, half human, uh within me. And so that's how I approach the character. And obviously there are things that I try to I try to pepper in there from Leonard's performance because we are continuing the original series. Mm-hmm. But I, I've tried very hard to make Spock my own while still giving respect to its origins.
1: You know, and it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I think one of the things that attracted Dan and me to, to Star Trek Continues initially is that it wasn't mimicry. <laughs> you know, I've seen plenty of other independent productions where, you know, um, people do a great job, but it, it tends to border a little bit on imitation. And I have to credit all of you, especially you and, and Vic, because you clearly are, you know, creating an extension of these well-known characters that absolutely is not imitation.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, we we try really, you know, we're just trying to, number one, uh, honor the original series and then also make it our own and, and through that honoring and through that love that we have for, for Star Trek. And uh, hopefully we've, Hopefully, we've been successful, and people have been so great about supporting the Kickstarter, and and um, that just motivates us to have better stories and and better effects and better. And when I say effects, things like engineering, Scotty's engineering, or the yes. planet sets and yep. things like that, and to and to have these things that no other fan series has ever had before. I mean, we're going to have to have a planet set is is going to be amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that and Scotty's annual, and we're looking forward, forward to that so much. The Starter was – I was telling Kat yesterday the or when we interviewed her, the um, the last day of the Starter, I was on the webpage hitting refresh about every 15 seconds and was amazed at how over the last course of the last hour or so of, of the project that just watching that number just keep going up and up and up. And I really was thinking we're going to make the next goal, not to say that what – what you guys were able to raise was not phenomenal, but it was it was just a testament to the support that you guys have, and, and we love uh, all the work that you guys are doing on it. Um, one of the things that you uh, were talking about a few minutes ago, which made me think of a question uh, in regards to playing the Spock character, is um, did you ever have the opportunity to meet Leonard and discuss Spock in detail? Um, and kind of a second part to that question do you know if he saw any of your performances in Star Trek: Continues?
2: We were arranging a, a time when I was going to go to his house and uh, talk with him, but he got very ill. This writer, when he got very ill, and so I was like, "Well, let's not push it." Then um, I, I really wanted to, but I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want to be that. I just didn't want to push it. Right, and so. Uh, we I never got to meet him. I do have the one autographed thing that I have is that uh, um, I was at a I was doing an event and I found an original production used animation cell from the animated Star Trek series of Kirk and Spock on the transporter pad and Shatner and Nimoy have signed it so I have oh, that great. and that's, that's that's framed with like you know. Metallic, um, metallic metal like transporter looking frame and that kind of stuff. But um, no, it was very I was so close and then uh, just, we just didn't get to meet.
0: No, it's too bad. I'm sure that uh, if he had seen any of it, I'm sure he really appreciated what you've done with the character. Um, uh, another part three I guess to that question and you you mentioned something about it just a little while ago. Can you describe some of the specific things that you've done to make your portrayal of Spock kind of have your own uh, twist to it?
2: What I try to do when I approach a script is um, I, I, I do a script, I break down the script uh, from my perspective from the Spock's perspective and it's really about figuring out the things that, uh, the things that are going to flesh out the story for me uh, in, in my journey in the episode. And as far as things that I do to make Spock my own, I, I try to think about what, what are the ingredients that make up the character of Spock? What are the things that, that what does he grapple with? obviously emotions and such? Uh, what does he grapple with? what are his past experiences? Um, how, how does all that flavor my perspective on, on stuff that comes to me from this point on? And so I just I try to create a rich uh, background story that, that no one will ever see or ever hear about when they watch the episode. But, but I feel like it's that, it's that little extra thing that, that helps me get through the episode and hopefully uh, portrays my version of Spock in a way that, that is authentic and, uh, and honest, that, that people can like. So um, there was a cool thing that I talked with, uh, with the director for Lolani. The, our second episode. And I talked to him and I said, well, what about, what about this? And, and it never gets touched on in the episode, but it helped me. I said, what if, you know, cause all the, all the crew and everybody are very attracted to Lolani because of the pheromones that the, her kind of her superpower. And I said, what if for Spock, what if he's the most attracted because he's so, he fights his emotions so much. Interesting. What if it attracts him the most? And so I every time I am in a room with her or uh, encounter her, I am in this heightened state of like just barely being able to resist, like just running over there and like, you know, fireman carrying her out of there. <laughs> uh, and so that was something that I wanted to add in there. And he's like, "No, I like that. I like that. Let's let's try that." And so that's what makes because I and I did that because for me that's what helped lead up to the mind meld scene and making that so visceral and kinetic for me because that was a very emotional mind meld scene and so i was like okay so how do we get there and so that's why that's why i thought well this would be a cool thing to do to lead up to that
0: that's one of the things that i found so fantastic about all of the jobs that you have done you vic cat michelle is you you do the history, and you have these things in your mind that, like you said, we may never know about, Um, the attention to detail is what makes Star Trek Continues stand apart on such a high level from everything else. Well, Vic,
2: uh, he's so so good about... uh, I mean, we were walking down the corridor one time, and he looked at something on the wall, and I, I think it was maybe two inches off, maybe. And he literally said... Hey, uh, we need to we need to move this. This needs to come down about two inches. Can we make a mark on the, and, and it? And it got moved.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, um, he's
1: he's on it. I, I'll say. I mean, I am amazed every time I watch an episode at at just how, how how it's almost identical to the original sets from fifty years ago. And then when I add on the lighting and the music cues, it it really has the feel of an extension of the original series, um, you know. Todd, as I I was thinking a little bit about Nimoy's first memoir, "The I Am Not Spock," and he yeah. talks about playing a Vulcan, and at that point in his career, he kind of he kind of found that character void of emotion incredibly constraining as an actor. As someone who's done a lot of, of voice work, and I I think it's safe to say that those characters kind of have to be a little larger than life to punch through. What are your thoughts on, on playing a a Vulcan that's so constrained? Does it make it more challenging than, than normal?
2: Well, I find that
1: a lot of times
2: people, when they think about acting, uh, when I, when I hear people talk about it, um, sometimes they forget that there's a lot of acting done, uh, and listening and so as opposed to just every time I'm saying a line there's actually a whole life that's going on when I'm not talking or, or when someone's talking to me and so because of that it's not that it's constraining to not be able to access or, or to try not to access certain emotions for me the way I try to play Spock um, it makes it actually more difficult because um, not because I'm constraining emotions, but because I, I, they're just at the surface. Gotcha. and and it's more difficult because I'm, I'm having to keep the emotions right there. but then also, I, I still am listening and taking in information from the other characters and I'm trying to also think, you know, Spock-like and think several steps ahead as to what the captain might need. So there's always, I think that when when you fully give in to emotion, that's actually not easier. I'm not saying it's easier, but comparatively, um, because because if you're letting that that one singular emotion flow, uh, it, it's a little bit easier than keeping it within the you know coloring inside the lines, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I, I find that it's uh, it's it's quite a workout. <clears throat> Todd, um, in all three episodes
0: so far, uh, your portrayal, as as we've said many times. Your portrayal of Spock is is just so fantastic. Uh, But for me particularly, your performance in Ferris of the Mall is the one that stands out the most for me. Um, It's a very Spock-centric episode. Um, And as many listeners of the podcast know, I am a huge fan of the Mirror Universe and also of the writings of David Mack – who does some fantastic Mirror Universe novels, um, particularly a book called Sorrows of Empire, which details the life of Mirror Spock after the Mirror Mirror episode on the original series. Um, Your episode deviates from that story quite a bit, but still, both are just amazing stories. And do you know if there's any thoughts of doing – another Mirror Universe episode in the future if the opportunity presents itself? And would you be willing to (coughs) reprise the Mirror Universe Spock as the emperor of the Terran Empire, which is what happens in uh, David Mack's story?
2: I can't say too much about that. (laughs) But uh, uh, I I will say that um, it's tricky with... uh, with mirror Spock only because of the facial hair, uh, (laughs) that, that adds two hours onto my makeup time. Oh, wow. And, uh, and once it's on, like you'll notice for episode three, uh, there are practically zero bloopers of me in 11 days of shooting because (laughs) I am in a constant state of wanting to rip that beard off. (laughs) Cause it's on all day long. Uh, and also like, when, it, when, I add it, when I put it on there, you know, we still have to keep up with the production schedule. So I have to come in and be on set at 5.30 in the morning, which is 2.30 in the morning L.A. time. Ugh. And so I'm on set at 5.30 in the morning. I'm in the makeup chair for four and a half hours. As I'm getting done, people are just coming to the set. So like I've already been there half a work day already. Wow. Four and a half so- hours. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's uh it's a lot of Tim and Lisa are, are the heads of the makeup department. They're really, really good. I mean, you know, if the captain says we gotta we gotta put on some facial hair again, I mean of course I'll be game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we um we've had several conversations on the podcast about the mirror universe. And one of the things I've brought up several times, which I'll bring up with you is, is on the star Trek continues website. There is that short video feature of the last two minutes of mirror mirror and the first two minutes of Ferris of them Mall, And watching that side by side with the Nimoy and Shatner dialogue, but watching you and Vic do it at the same time as, as bill and Leonard was, it's, it just it just shows the the level of perfection that you guys do, uh, and uh, it was it was really something.
2: Well, thank you for uh, for mentioning that. You know, we we screen capped that those last couple of minutes to make sure we had as closely as we could. We had everything uh, accurate. Um, the the trap the the tricky part with that episode was the fact that, like we're talking about how I want to make Spock my own, but when you're replicating the exact footage you have to be that exact version of Spock right so that's what was tricky for me is because Leonard plays Spock pretty differently than it's weird because I feel like we both obviously we're both trying to do our the best mm, the best uh, Spock that we can but I didn't realize because because I'm just like kind of doing my own Spock thing I didn't realize how different Differently, we actually portray Spock, but then at the same time, we kind of are in the same vein. It was—it's hard to explain. Um, what so in having to do him exactly in those and la- that footage, it was difficult because his his just his body language is is a little bit different. Because what I try to do is when we when we're doing when we're gearing up for an STC episode, I I watch no Nimoy Spock because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm so. I have such an aberration for it. I know that I will suck it in yeah. uh, into my world. So I try not to watch anything. And so when I was watching that, I was like, oh, man, oh, I can <laughs> feel it. I can feel it coming in. So it was, it was interesting. How many, uh, how many takes did that last, that
0: first two minutes of your episode take?
2: Wow, that was <laughs> that was a lot of yeah, it was a lot of takes. I mean, because you think you think you've got the scene down, but then when you really go back and watch it shot for shot, you're like, "Oh, the hand needs to be here, yep. oh don't don't move your head right there or, or just a little bit." And so there was a lot of that. Wow, It was very tedious.
1: <laughs> Todd, you mentioned having an admiration for the original series? Have you always been a fan?
2: You know, actually, I've been a fan of of just Star Trek in general. Uh, and I've I grew up uh, seeing I didn't grow up religiously watching the original series but you know I watched it uh, my mom was a was a fan uh, and so which was odd because she's you know she's a, a foreigner to the U S and so even still she was aware of Star Trek and so <clears throat> it uh, I mean Star Trek is, is I mean. Star Trek and Star Wars I mean that's what's that was what was through my life
1: right has she seen your performance you know it's so
2: funny that the people that are that that are closest to you are the ones that watch your stuff the least (laughs) and so it's like you know oh thanks mom yeah (laughs) my mom has seen some of it um but I She's so busy, she says. I'm like, Mom, you're retired. Like what what are you what are you doing? <laughs> and so I think she's seen some of it. This next episode though, I'm gonna talk to her about coming to the premiere. So oh, we'll we'll see how that goes.
1: That would be really cool. Um I know you can't really tell us very much at all. I mean, you know, there's the uh I'm sure the contract you signed in blood that uh that takes, <laughs> you know, your palatial estate from you if you happen to say anything. Um I know that historically in Star Trek, a smiling or laughing Vulcan often spells trouble for the crew of the Enterprise. Is there the chance that we could be seeing any emotions bubble up for Spock? Because we've heard that episode four is pretty emotional.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, hmm. what can I say? You know, it it it's there there is a lot of emotion in episode four, but that doesn't
1: necessarily mean it comes from me that was a very adept dodge. I salute you, sir. that was beautiful <laughs> i I tried to pigeonhole you and I apologize, but I had to <laughs> I oh, hope hey. you understand. Hey. <laughs> And uh,
0: the Phoenix Convention premiered. Do we have a date on that yet, Todd? It's April, isn't it? April or May?
1: May,
2: I think. Uh, it's May. It's actually, I will tell you, it is, hold on one second. It I think
0: will Bill mentioned be, it's 82 days from today,
2: if I remember correctly, something like that. Something like that. I believe it's May 29th or May 30th. It's uh, the Friday or Saturday of that last weekend in May. Okay.
0: We uh, – oh, I hope it's a Saturday because I said recently that I'm taking the day off if it's during the week because I want to be watching that thing.
2: <laughs> oh, fantastic. I, I, I would think it's the Saturday. I think it's got to it's be that Saturday I would
0: think. That will be good. I'm going uh, to go off track for just a moment and uh, I want to kind of play a little game with you if you don't mind. Sure. And it's called Defend Your Tweet um and this was just one that just struck me funny and uh, i'm gonna read it uh this was a tweet that you posted the other day uh it said in my next life i want to look good in a bikini i would get so many more followers on twitter which was then uh replied from cat roberts she said i have no idea what you're talking about i bet you would look great in a bikini pictures please and discuss please <laughs> well
2: you know i i work hard for for the amount of followers that i have on twitter but it it se- there are so many there are, there are many women and and i assume men too i don't seek out th- th- that <laughs> area but there are so many women that they they've got these th- their twitter page their banner is like them on the beach in a bikini and they've got like 200,000 followers <laughs> and, it, and I'm looking at their I'm looking at their bio I'm like okay they're they're an actress or they're a model and so it's like I'm an actor <laughs> how, how come I don't have two hundred? and so it's just and, and just you see it time and time again on eBay I'll be clicking through eBay every now and then and there, there's sometimes they've, these merchants have gotten smart so they'll put their camera being held by, you know, some gorgeous blonde woman or whatever. And you're you're intrigued. You're like, "Well, let me click on that." And then bam, and and you're you're looking at a piece of camera gear that's way overpriced, but you clicked on it. <laughs> right? See, and so that's that's what I'm saying. If I if I were in a bikini, <laughs> Maybe I'd have 100,000 followers.
0: I would guarantee you that you would have another 100,000 fl- followers if you put on Kat's Mirror Universe outfit and sat <laughs> in the Enterprise chair like she did for her still picture that
2: she's got on her uh, Twitter page. <laughs> uh, there is uh, Kat, I tell you. There's, there's very few things she can do. She's great.
1: So I think the takeaway from this is that Episode 4 is going to feature Spock in a bikini, and that's a Trek Geek exclusive right here, folks.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's made out of the original material. From
0: the wow, this could not have gone any better than I wanted it to. <laughs> 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 um, in uh, Todd, in um, in all seriousness, um, we got the Big Phoenix Convention coming up in May uh, with the premiere, of course. Um, I'm going to be selfish and ask if there are any. Uh, plans for any conventions uh, in the Northeast in your future? Because we're in snow buried New England, um, and Bill and I are trying to figure out where we can go in the Northeast to catch up with you guys.
2: You know, I think I'm going to be at Anime Next in Jersey. That's close. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's the closest I'll be. That that's. I don't know when that is, but um, I will be at Anime Next. Okay, we'll keep our, our
0: ears and eyes open for that one, because that's not, that's not too long a trek to, uh, to get down to Jersey from where we're
1: located. No pun intended. Yeah, it'd be,
2: it'd be good to, uh, to break bread and to meet in person.
1: Definitely. What, uh, what else are you working on these days, Todd? Obviously, Star Trek Continues takes up a, a small amount of your time, you know, in the, your spare time, but <laughs> um, what other projects do you have in the pipeline?
2: Uh, for me, I, I do a lot of uh, producing on my own, and I do uh, a lot of cartoons and video games. Right now, actually, after this call, I, I have an audiobook that I that I'll be doing, um, Nora Rob, a Nora Roberts book, actually. Oh wow! Oh, I'll be like, telling oh, my wife oh, about okay. that as soon as we hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, because I was talking to this audiobook company, and I'm like, hey, I want to, I'd love to work on like some some of your. Your, uh, if you've got them, some of your bigger, you know, big titles. And they're like, hey, do you know Nora Roberts? I'm like, I don't even read romance novels, but I know Nora Roberts. Right. So I was like, sure. And so they contacted Nora, and she approved of my uh, my narration. And then I'm doing one of her books, so we'll see how it goes. Um, outside of that, I'm in pre-production for uh, an on-camera project with, uh, with someone that, uh, as we get a little closer, I'll be able to talk about Uh, Doing a lot of conventions. Um, Really, I don't have a day off, I'd say, until probably mid-October.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Wow. That is dedication. It's funny because when we first started communicating an email to set up the interview, you were telling me how you just got back from somewhere and you were getting on a plane to go to Ireland the next day, and then it just it seems constant. And I see your tweets with you're in the studio and it's in the middle of the night. That's uh, that's dedication, man. I got to tell you.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, well, the, the for me the thing is is that it's like I'm doing what I love, and I feel like in order to honor that and respect the fact that I that I'm so fortunate to be able to do that, I feel like I need to give it my all, you know, because I, I, I just sat down and I, I crunched the numbers. And, uh, when I die, I'm going to be sleeping a long time. (laughs) So I'll be able to do all that when I'm dead. Are you, uh,
0: are you planning on being at Vegas, uh, in any of the next couple of years for their convention?
2: You know, I was just talking to them, and we're talking about that, and I'm just trying to see if it fits into the schedule. Uh, If it does, I would definitely love to make that happen.
0: Go ahead, Bill. I know you want to say something. (laughs) Go right ahead, man.
1: So, Dan – sorry. So, Todd, this is a point of contention between Dan and I because Dan um, has never been to the big Trek convention in Vegas, and I go every year. And I try to twist his arm continually. So uh, when I'm out there, I'm going to meet up with you as many of you guys as possible from Star Trek Continues. And I'm just going to send him selfie after selfie after selfie saying, hey, look who I'm hanging out with.
0: <laughs> I will be going to the one in 2016. And he's really trying to get me to the one this coming summer, which is going to be difficult. But the more he pressures me uh, and the more folks we have from your show on, I might just have to do something.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, I've never been to the Vegas one either.
0: So, oh. be first for you. so now good.
2: I got
1: if, two people to, to work
2: expect- on. I mean, if I'm going to go and it's my first time, oh. this
1: here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks, thanks,
0: Todd. Appreciate that,
1: <laughs> Dan. It's only logical that if Todd's going to go, it and is it's his first time. It is. You really right. need I'll, to just I'll pony I'll see what up. I can do. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, hey, Todd. How can uh, folks uh, hook up with you on social media? Do you have any uh, other
2: things besides Twitter that you follow? Uh, you know, on Instagram, I am at Habertographer, and then uh, Facebook, they can follow me uh, at Todd Haberkorn or at Team Haberkorn, either one, but uh, yeah, I'm, I try to be out there as much as I can. I, I go through these phases where I'm on it a lot, and then I get really busy, and then I have to... I, I Got to sleep, so yep. I take a
0: break. <laughs> I, although I will say, uh, Michelle was kind enough to uh, post a picture today, I believe, with you in full wardrobe and makeup sitting on the bridge at your station. And instead of doing something with, One of the uh, devices on the panel, you looked like you were posting something on social media on your iPad or or whatever device it was.
2: (laughs) Oh, I remember that shot. Yeah, well, we were setting up this shot, and it was like this complicated moving shot. It was just we were getting take after take. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I called one of the PAs, and I said, can you bring me my phone? And so I just went on there and just kept myself busy. That's fantastic. (laughs) Because it wasn't my coverage, so. That's all right. We love seeing those behind the scene things. That's one of the things
0: that uh, I had, I wanted to mention is 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 it shows how much fun you guys have because you guys post a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and you're all having looks like you're having such a great time and enjoy what you're doing and that's what makes Star Trek continues the best uh, show out there right now in terms of keeping the Trek um, movement alive and it's really it's really uh, it's fun to
2: watch. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. You know, we the thing about it is, is that after we, you know, we shoot all day and we spend 15 hours on set all day and then we all go out to dinner together. So, I mean, we really are a family and we definitely hang out together uh, before shoot, after shoot, uh, in between shoots. So we 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 keep it together
0: that's great it's it's, and we're getting that same response from everybody we're talking to they tell us the exact same thing so um we look forward to seeing the continued voyages of the enterprise on star trek continues uh we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today folks his name is todd Habercorn. you know him as mr spock on star trek continues
2: and uh todd thanks for coming on today thank you so much best of luck with uh, the continued success of your podcast
1: And we really want to thank Todd Haberkorn for being on the podcast today. We had such a great conversation with him. He was a wonderful guest, and we wish him nothing but success. The role of Spock is in good hands, wouldn't you say, Dan?
0: Absolutely. He he really he really makes it his own character, while at the same time bringing in Leonard uh, just enough so that it's not a straight copy, but it's more of a you know like a remembrance uh, to what Leonard did as a character. He was great. Had a great time talking to him. He's a really funny guy. Um <clears throat> one of the things that um we like to do now on on the podcast is whenever we have a guest come on we we ask them hey would it be all right if you do a you know a plug for the show we'd love to get a recording of you and that way we can play it during our future episodes and so we've done that with a couple people and had some good results and but when we add Todd uh, we asked Todd about it he's like well no i don't think i can really do that right now but i'll tell you what when we're done the show i'm gonna go into my professional studio here at my house and i'll do one for you and i was (laughs) like "Uh, uh." it was just awesome he's got okay all right time out he has a professional studio in his house is that the coolest thing you've ever heard
1: It really is i mean i never stopped (laughs) to think that a professional voice actor might actually have you know a studio (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, it's great so he actually what he did was he i i expected it would be you know a week or so down the road when he had time that he'd send us something real quick but not a half hour after the interview completes boom i get an email with some awesome plugs for the show which we're going to put on the website uh after after uh we release it today uh and i think you'll all get a kick out of it and each one gets pr- progressively more awesome uh and there were four of them i believe
1: <laughs> uh, there was um in fact, what we'll do is we'll put tag it on to the end of this podcast. So stick around after the end theme. Um, some of you do anyway, and you know what happens after that. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But uh, we'll be sure to drop those in, and we think you'll have a good laugh. So, um, so Dan, do we want to talk a little bit about next week, or do we want to save that for after Stump the Geek? Because we're doing a special edition today.
0: Yeah, let's do Stump the Geek uh, in honor of Todd. Um And by the time we're done, I'll probably be in a real bad mood because you're probably going to, you know, stump me. And then we'll get me happy by talking about what we got coming up uh, very soon.
1: That sounds great. Well, that said, (laughs) we're going to do an all Vulcan edition of Stump the Geek. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: and now we got to set the scene because it's been a few weeks since we've done this. We've done a bunch of uh, interviews Fun for Star Far- Trek Continues.
0: I'm sorry, what? Live long and prosper. <laughs> I see.
1: Let, um, let me explain the rules first, okay? Oh, sorry. We need appropriate music with which to do that. <laughs> so, the rules I'm going to ask Dan five questions of varying difficulty. Each question is worth a random amount of points that I designate at the time I read the question, and then there's also a super bonus question of the end. Dan can't use any reference material, can't use the web, can't use Memory Alpha, can't use Google, nothing, no books. He's got to pull this all from the gray matter inside his cranium. So, Dan, do you think you're ready?
0: I am ready. I'm dancing to that theme. I love that theme. That may be the best game show theme ever in the history of television.
1: That's the match game thinking music, something that Dan doesn't do very often. That's, thank you. Yes. So (laughs) now that we've established the rules, let's dive right into the all Vulcan edition with question one. Number one. Number one. (laughs) What was the name of the desert canyon on Vulcan where Surak began his pilgrimage? Name of the Canyon Name
0: That the sounded canyon. like really from-
1: game show official, didn't it?
0: That was from Enterprise. very good two-part episode if I believe if I remember correctly. <clears throat> and I will say that that is not one of the hardest questions, especially if I get it right, but I'm going to go with Vulcan's Forge.
1: Um, is that your final answer? It is. That is correct. In fact, it's referenced several times throughout Star Trek, not just in Enterprise. Um, I believe there was also a video game on it, wasn't there?
0: Um, that never actually got uh, published.
1: No, that was The Secret of Vulcan Fury. You were very close ah. on that. But um, okay. in Deep Space Nine, when Worf and Jadzia are talking about taking a honeymoon, Worf suggests hiking Vulcan's Forge. Yep. And then Vulcan's Forge is also referenced way back in Star Trek, the animated series. So very good Dan you are one for I, one. Uh, by the way that question good. had a point value of 1 point. 1 point. Excellent. I one am point. on a roll. You are and that's uh, that's only because you got it right. Yes. yes. Thank you.
0: What is it I got a question before we get yeah. to question number 2. Sure. If you don't get it right you're no longer on a roll. So what are you on?
1: Um, I've been asking you that for years. What are you on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very well played, sir. Question Thank you. two, please. Thank you. <clears throat>
1: well, that's at question two. Dan, who said, Logic is the cement of our civilization with which we ascend from chaos using reason as our guide?
0: Well, the most obvious one would be Serac, but I'm going to hold off on saying that. That's good. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see,
1: let's see. T. Plana, uh, start that, start. Can you repeat that for me? Certainly. Who said, Logic is the cement of our civilization with which we ascend from chaos using reason as our guide?
0: That's from Star Trek IV, so that's going to be T. Plana Hoth, mother of Vulcan philosophy.
1: Oh, that's two for two. T. Planahoff, matron of Vulcan philosophy is 100% correct. We won't ding you for using mother instead of matron. Um, matron,
0: mother, sorry. Yeah,
1: same thing. Um, that question was actually worth 1 million points. That's that's wonderful job. So you have a wow. score of 1 million 1. I should really so start I'm giving wanna... you the... Oh, go ahead. You're a bulky roll. That's what you are. <laughs> I was going
0: to say sushi, but that's yeah.
1: okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll probably start giving you the point values ahead of time at some point because I keep forgetting to do it.
0: That makes me nervous, though. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So you're saying yeah. there's pressure?
0: I would say that this is a very pressure uh, cooker
1: situation. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh. So we're going to add a special um, contingent to the bonus. Uh, when we get there, you'll find out what it is.
0: Wow. Um, let's I see like say- how the rules change as we go along. That's I- what absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we specialize here in on the Trek Geeks podcast. <laughs> so that uh, that being Just the case, him. Dan, let's go on to question three. <clears throat> what is the name of the Vulcan ritual which translated means marriage or challenge? The Kunit Califi. Is that your final answer?
0: No. Let me think of it. I know it's from a muck time. Uh... Uh, can we, can we, god that's the first thing that popped into my head so I'm thinking that that might be it what's her name said it yeah I'm going with that's what I'm going with final answer that is correct. Oh, boy. Oh, you, you're looking a little upset over on no. your side of the camera there, buddy.
1: I'm psyched you can actually pull some answers out of your butt and get something right. This is awesome. <laughs> so for the first time in Trek Geeks podcast history, you are three for three. That question was worth 10 million points. So you now have oh, 10, million, 10 million, one, one point. Million. Or 11 million no, to one no, point.
0: 11 million, one point. Math I is hard.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've established on previous uh, episodes of the podcast that math is not my forte, and apparently English (coughs) isn't far behind it. (laughs) That's that's all right. All right, let's move on to question four. Okay. How old? I'm ready. I'm sure you're ready. It'd be better if you probably didn't step on me while I'm trying to read a question. You got anything else for me? I'm (laughs) good. Ready. (laughs) How? How old?
2: (laughs)
0: I'm just kidding. Go ahead, man.
1: (laughs) How old was Tuvok when he entered Starfleet Academy?
0: Oh, Voyager question. Your favorite. Yeah. Oh, I do. I like Voyager. I like Voyager. Uh, Well, he's a Vulcan, so he's going to be older than you think. It's not like he was 16. Um, Oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure he was in his twenties. Can I? Okay, I got a question. This is a real specific question. Can I get a range? If I like a five years, if I get within that range, will that be an excessive? Would that be a, a, a yes? A, a, an acceptable answer?
1: Since this question is worth um, five million points, I will allow a range of three years, plus or minus. All right. Uh, so you don't have to be closest without going over. As long as okay. you're within three on either side.
0: Three on side. i will say... Th-
1: 27. Final answer.
0: 27.
1: <laughs> four for four. Tuvok was 25 when he entered Starfleet Academy.
0: I will say that was a guess. I will I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, <clears throat> Tuvok is not one of my strongest Vulcan character knowledge people. Um, so I'll be I'll I'll take it. All right.
1: That's an awesome job, Dan. I you're 4 for 4. I thought you were only going to get 3 out of 5. You're already beating expectations and I'm losing a bunch of money.
0: I appreciate that. And see, folks, you know, when you got to roll the dice, you roll them DCD's way, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the final question, question five, this one is... Can I is get a
0: point tally,
1: please? A 16 million and one points.
0: All right. Thank you. You are four sure. for
1: four coming into question number five. What was the name of Spock's pet Ceylon?
2: Oh.
0: <clears throat> That's from the animated series. Yes, it is. Oh.
1: <sighs> Spock's pet Ceylon. <say-lot>. Spock. <clears throat> it's it's
0: it's probably it's from the only real episode that i've the animated series that i've really watched more than once and i'm gonna go with the pronunciation might be incorrect okay uh, but i will to ichaya or ichaya one or the other but that's
1: that's what i'm going with is that your final answer absolutely i know that one man yeah that is correct You are the big winner today, Dan Davidson. Five for five. You have a billion points in your (laughs) bank. Do
0: I get to go to like the Trek Geek store and use those points on anything?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can use them on, um, I don't know, maybe a water bottle. A half a (laughs) one. Yeah, so now we're coming up on the bonus. And the bonus has a little bit of a twist. You have a billion.
0: Wait a minute. I thought we were. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You I have a, we, that was the bonus.
1: You have a billion points in your bank, Dan. Okay. You can risk it all, which you're going to get the question anyway, so you're risking all your points. If you <laughs> win, it's double or nothing. You have two billion points. If you okay. don't answer the question correctly, you have zero. Okay. Are you ready, Dan?
0: I'm, hey, Vulcan for Vulcan physiology. I'm ready. Well, the physiology of Vulcans.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Xenopolycythemia.
0: Yeah, that wasn't Vulcan.
1: <laughs> no, I know. It's just fun to say.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm ready.
1: So our special bonus question is specific to the late Leonard Nimoy. We okay. all know he portrayed Spock in the original series. Mm-hmm. But what other characters did Nimoy portray as Spock during the three seasons of TOS? So he looked like Spock, but he was somebody else. There are four.
0: I'm not sure I follow the question.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) there were times in Star Trek where the character speaking looked like Leonard Nimoy dressed as Spock, but was, in fact, another sentient life form. That took over his body. Or perhaps a different version of Spock. I'll give you that clue right off the bat. For 2 billion points. hmm.
0: Well, I know one episode, it's completely blanking me right now. Uh, The big orbs. They all take over their bodies. Yep, that's correct. Uh, And he's the bad guy. Um, uh, I can't think of it. Um, Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Oh, Felisa was the woman. Felisa, my Felisa. Oh boy, I'm not going to be able to... I need to get three out of the four? Yes. Oh boy.
1: I told you it was I tough.
0: It is a tough one. I, um, I'm i having a... I'm having a mind blank on that. On the one that's most obvious. So I don't know if I want to, you know, have the audience just sit there and listen to me babble. Um,
1: well, I tell you what, Dan. You've played such a great game today. I think we're going <laughs> to let you off the hook. On the oh, bonus.
0: That is off the hook. But I'm not
1: going to miss the opportunity to play this sound effect. <laughs> yes, even though you didn't get the bonus question, you still leave here with a billion points, Dan. Congratulations. Um let Let's review the answers, shall we? hmm yes. According to Memory Alpha, and that's using that as my source. Okay. Um, counted in these four characters are Mirror Spock... Because he's Spock, uh, but he's still, not Spock.
0: It is Spock, though. I have to disagree with that. But, because it is Spock. Just because it's a parallel universe doesn't mean that it's not Spock.
1: But he's somebody other than our Spock. He's a different he incarnation of that character. That's why I said three out of four. Because you could have not gotten that one and still gotten the other three. Me, me, me. Me, 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 me. It was a... Uh, All right. Hanok and Spock's body and Return to Tomorrow, which is the one you were thinking of. Yep. Ambassador Kolos in Is There in Truth No Beauty? When Kolos possessed Spock. Yes.
0: Yep. I forgot about that one. Yep.
1: And then he was also Garth of Izar masquerading as Spock in God's Destroy.
0: Yep. Very good. Nice. I like that. That's a good one. I would not have gotten that in the Garth one. Now, of course, now I can see it clearly in my mind, but you're right. Very good. Oh that well, crazy Aizari son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect lead-in, Dan, to what's coming up next week. Do you want to tease that a little bit? Yeah, we can tease
0: that a little bit. Uh, I don't mind doing that.
1: Well, we have a guest coming up next week who many of you are familiar with from another franchise. Should we call it that?
0: Yeah, we can play a little teaser about what that franchise might be.
1: That franchise might have something to do with this.
0: By your
1: if you know what that Ooh. is, yeah, I know. It's oh, it's so oh, ominous. Oh. Yeah, we are are thrilled
0: at uh, at what we got coming up. We're uh, not going to say who. We're going to let it be a big surprise. But we have a a sci fi legend coming on the show next. Um, he is a very or she is a very talented actor, writer. Um, does fantastic um, acting classes, motivational speaking. Uh, Motivational speaking, yeah, exactly. And he has ties to both Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek. We're going to leave it at that. We are over-the-top excited about this guest coming on
1: uh, on our next show. So that's next week here on the Trek Geeks podcast. That'll drop probably on Sunday. So if you're listening to it, uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, For now, Dan, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody um, how awesome I am. Um, Well... How much you love working with me.
0: That's going to take forever. I I know. Because you are just awesome.
1: I know. It's true. Um, (laughs) But perhaps you could uh, (laughs) go through the Trek Geeks contact information so that those trying to find us on the web can do so.
0: Absolutely. Be very happy to do that as always. um, You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype uh, with the handle Trek Geeks. You can send us an email at trekgeeks at starfleet.com. And you can also call and leave us a voicemail at 508-784-1701. Uh, if you want to reach out to us individually, you can send Bill a tweet at Bill, uh, And my Twitter handle is at dcdds9. That's Delta Charlie Delta, Deep Space Nine. There you go. Um, also remember that any comments or messages that you leave us uh, will be most likely used in a future episode. Send them. Keep them, let them come in. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to know how we're doing. We want to hear ideas of what you would like to hear coming up on the show. Uh, and we really appreciate, as always, you tuning in and uh, letting us uh, uh, be part of your day.
1: And in addition to our special guest next week, we're going to have a special announcement of something you can win from the Trek Geeks podcast. That's coming up in episode eight. I'm i I'm excited. I can't wait. Um so, uh, for, oh, we also, I can't forget this. I, we definitely have to thank Five Year Mission um, for providing music for us to use on the podcast. They are so gracious and kind. Um, they are every track you hear on the Trek Geeks podcast. So you, you really should check out their stuff online at Five net. You can buy their CDs or, or even download the MP3s of their music. So,
0: Yeah, and in addition to that, I would say uh, follow them on Twitter at the number five at Five Year Mission uh, they had a great review posted today they played last night and uh, the review was excellent um, and check them out I've been listening to their songs on their website and, and it's it's really amazing how these guys these artists come up with the lyrics for doing these songs based on the episodes they do a fantastic job and we hope to have them on sometime in the near future too I would hope
1: Definitely. We're, uh, I was talking to uh, to them this week, and hopefully we'll have a date nailed down soon. But uh, for now, thank you for listening to this episode, Episode 7. We will be back soon, and until then, live long and prosper. Take care, all.
0: Peace out. By your command.
1: Cool.
2: Hi! This is Todd Haberkorn, Mr. Spock on Star Trek Continues, and you are listening to the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Failure to tune in would be highly illogical. This is Todd Haberkorn, Mr. Spock on Star Trek Continues, and you are listening to the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Failure to tune in would be highly illogical. This is Todd Habercorn, Mr. Spock on Star Trek Continues, and you're listening to the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Failure to tune in would be highly illogical. This is Todd Habercorn, Mr. Spock on Star Trek Continues, and you're listening to the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith.
1: Let's get ready to podcast!